Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Vlakis, and I'm an expert certified fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist, a multiple award-winning virtual fertility and pregnancy nutrition clinic serving thousands from around the world, and of course, the host of this pod, Fertility Friendly Food. This podcast is dedicated to all things health and nutrition in the world of fertility, reproductive health, and pregnancy. Each week, I bring you practical snack-sized episodes to help improve your lifestyle on your trying-to-conceive journey, alongside guest expert interviews to help inspire you to learn and grow whilst you grow your family. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I am answering a frequently asked question about undergoing fertility treatments like IVF and egg freezing. Do IVF medications cause weight gain? Let's unpack the science and some of my perspectives as a seasoned fertility dietitian. Just before we do, though, let's answer a question from our community. If you would like to submit a listener question to the podcast, please take 30 seconds, fill in the question form that is always linked in the show notes for you. We absolutely love receiving your questions and answering them. This week, we have a question from a listener. And the question is, is it okay to have a day off and eat whatever you like when preparing for IVF? I'm currently 10 weeks out before starting injections. This is a great question. And I think what's important to remember is when it comes to fertility, we're talking about overall dietary pattern. We're not talking about doing 100%, 100% of the time because we're not robots. We're humans and humans get pregnant. And last I checked, robots don't get pregnant. So I think what is most important is that if you are eating a well-balanced diet full of fruits and vegetables and lean meats and grains and nuts and seeds and lots of healthy fats and seafood and all that stuff that we've talked about on the podcast. If you're doing that most of the time, if you go out and eat a burger and chips, you know, once every few weeks, it is not going to have a significantly negative impact on your fertility. It's not about perfectionism. And I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to the episode that I recorded last season about perfectionism and fertility lifestyle, highly recommend you tune in. It's a bit of a mindset shift episode. So definitely check that one out. But good luck for your round of IVF. Focus on what you can control. Still live your life. Certainly keep alcohol out of your diet. But if you want to enjoy something that perhaps is a little bit left of what we typically recommend for fertility nutrition, it is a okay. Are you currently trying to conceive or on a fertility journey? If so, you can feel like there are 101 things you could or should be doing when it comes to your preconception or fertility health. It's easy to get overwhelmed really quickly. This is exactly why I created a preconception lifestyle checklist. One page for you and one page for your partner, categorized into supplements, diet, lifestyle and environment, focusing on what we like to call the low hanging fruit. Simple but effective strategies proven to help improve your health and well-being for fertility and for a healthy pregnancy and hopefully a healthy baby in your arms soon too. Over 5,000 people have downloaded it already. Do you want your free copy? Head to the link in the show notes now to swipe your free preconception lifestyle checklist. Okay, let's get into today's episode. 
So onto today's episode on IVF medications and weight gain, fact or fiction. One of the most common concerns and reports when undergoing IVF or egg freezing is, will I gain weight? For those who have endeavoured to lose weight prior to conception, they often become eligible for IVF or egg freezing. The thought of getting to the starting line and knowing weight gain is ahead can understandably be overwhelming. So let's back it up. What are we talking about here specifically? The high doses of gonadotropin typically delivered via an injection is what helps tell your ovaries to stimulate the growth of more of your follicles, which will hopefully house some eggs for your fertility doctor to collect via ultrasound guidance using a needle to suck up the follicular fluid to hopefully find those eggs in about 10 to 14 days time, sometimes longer or sometimes shorter. We're all individual after all. As someone who has not too long ago subjected myself to said high doses of hormones to freeze my eggs, I can personally attest to some of the side effects, but countless others report very mild or even no side effects at all. And that's the beauty of being a unique human, right? So as a good scientist and fertility dietitian, I went into research mode to find out what the science has to say and whether this has been studied. So I will share some research on this topic and then some of my insights as a fertility dietitian, seeing clients and as someone with some firsthand experience as well. Well, in 2021, a research article was published on this topic. It followed 358 women undergoing controlled ovarian stimulation protocols, and they looked at not only their body weight before and after stimulation, but they also looked at a questionnaire focusing on anxiety and binge eating too. And what did they find? They did find an overall increase in weight from the start line of injections to the trigger day. This was on average just under 400 grams, but there was also a bit of a plus or minus range here of about 720 grams. So we are talking on average less than a kilogram to about a kilogram of weight. For my US followers, we are talking about one to two pounds of weight. This isn't that much, really. If you think about the hormones and the fact that your ovaries are physically enlarging, the follicular fluid, and also just water retention and bloating that these medications can cause for many. But what happens if you only get one or two eggs or none at all? Well, independent of the number of eggs retrieved, it was simply eating more that explained the weight gain according to this study. So what about those anxiety and binge eating questionnaire scores? Interestingly, anxiety and binge eating scores were not linked to weight gain in this particular study, which probably does surprise me a bit. I wonder if the time period from basal to trigger day doesn't really capture um, these kinds of eating behaviors or whether there is likely to be some reporting bias here in fear of reporting you ate too much and impacting the cycle outcome negatively. So their conclusion was that weight gain that occurs during stimulation for IVF and egg freezing would be the result of edema, which is defined as swelling due to trapped fluid in the tissue, which is predicted to go down within a few days after the egg retrieval procedure. But honestly, for those who don't do fresh transfers, the incoming period that you have, you know, within a couple of weeks after that egg collection makes you feel bloated all over again. So Yeah, usually it's a few weeks of not feeling your absolute best. 
A case study of one woman who was reported to be in a larger body at the start of IVF, she underwent three cycles of IVF and she would temporarily gain six to seven kilograms or about 13 to 15 pounds each time. So it's certainly not impossible to gain more than a kilo or two in a stimulation cycle. So if that's you, you're certainly not alone. Okay, that's pretty much the extent of what I could find on IVF medications and weight gain. So let me share with you what I see in clinic and my thoughts. So number one, yes, the medications and the process of stimulation to your ovaries is going to cause fluid retention and swelling. That's to be expected in many cases and is the lion's share of the weight gain and should not be a cause for concern. For some, like me, the medications can also affect your gut function. You may become constipated or gassy, and this can indirectly contribute to a temporary weight gain thanks to more gastric contents. The next component is your eating habits changing during this time. Whether it's driven by a true increase in your physiological appetite thanks to the medications or whether it's more emotionally driven is yet to be studied. My personal take is that this is usually mostly emotionally driven with some lifestyle factors thrown in too. Let me paint the picture for you. You're waking up early to inject yourself before work, going to blood tests and scans to check on your eggs. You're constantly worrying and thinking about the outcome of your cycle. You may lose some sleep. You're feeling fatigued both mentally and physically, so you can't do your usual exercise, or perhaps you're fearful that exercise will impact the cycle outcome. So of course, you may be looking to food for extra energy during this time of feeling fatigued, worried, and emotional. Or perhaps you're experiencing a lot of anxiety, worry, or sadness about going through this process. You may not ever have imagined having to inject yourself with hormones to grow your family, but here you are. So you turn to food to soothe your emotions. There's nothing like chocolate chips or ice cream to feel better. Or perhaps to treat yourself for all the needles and dates that you're having with the internal ultrasound wand wonder. You reach for your favorite snack. It's not really all that uncommon and it is pretty normal to turn to food even when you're not hungry to get through. This increase in food intake may explain any residual weight that does not come off shortly after egg retrieval. Another situation is, of course, OHSS or ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. This is when the body is a bit of an overachiever and the ovaries overrespond to the hormones, causing the ovaries to swell and cause significant pain, nausea, extreme bloating and fluid retention, and thus some weight gain as a result. This typically occurs after egg retrieval and is something you should see your doctor about, as some severe cases may require hospitalization. In summary, IVF medications do cause a small amount of temporary weight gain, which is typically fluid and swelling due to the response of the ovaries to excess hormones. In some cases, this may be compounded by other factors like emotional comfort or non-hungry eating to cope with the distress of the fertility treatment process, OHSS and a temporary impact on the gut. A fertility dietitian can help prepare you for your egg retrieval, but we can't really mitigate the fluid increases that are occurring. But if you resonated with that emotional eating piece, then this is something we can proactively work on 
well before IVF, as there are countless benefits to doing so besides mitigating some unwanted weight gain during IVF, including role modeling positive food and lifestyle behaviors to your future child and helping you break free from the hold that food is having on you. If you need help with this, we'd love to hear from you. There's always a link down below in the show notes for you to click through and leave us an inquiry to work with us here at The Dietologist. Hey, are you currently trying to conceive or on a fertility journey? If so, you can feel like there are 101 things you could or should be doing when it comes to your preconception or fertility health. It's easy to get overwhelmed really quickly. This is exactly why I created a preconception lifestyle checklist, one page for you and one page for your partner, categorized into supplements, diet, lifestyle, and environment, focusing on the low-hanging fruit, simple but effective strategies proven to improve your health and well-being for fertility and for a healthy pregnancy. Over 5,000 future parents have downloaded it already. Do you want your free copy? Head to the link in the show notes now to swipe your free checklist. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast streaming platform, whatever you're listening to right now. Hit that follow button for me, please. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It makes such a difference to our podcast, reaching more people. And don't forget to share it directly with someone who you think would find it useful too. Until the next episode, everyone. Bye. Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast, acknowledges the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connections to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to First Nation cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all First Nations people tuning in today. This podcast is recorded on the land of the Gadigal people of the Aura Nation.